turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 1. Uh, Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. Give a portion to seven and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. As thou knowest not what is the way of the spirit, nor how the bones do grow in the womb of her that is with child, even so thou knowest not the works of God who maketh all. So one thing that we see here is that we cannot let the wind bluff us not to sow. We can't let life situations uh, make us think that this is not a good time for me to sow. Like I need to take this and take care of this when taking care of this ain't going to be able to take care of this and what the seed want to take care of. Like the seed got what you're trying to take care of included plus a lot more. But a lot of times we think that I can't sow this because, you know, I got to take care of this. And in us taking the seed from here and putting it here, it stops right there. Like it don't go to no other places in our lives but that place that we took the seed to put it. Because now we strip the seed from its power and we put it to whatever bill or whatever situation that we had to put it towards. And now we limit the power of God from really moving in our life the way that he wants to. Because inside the seed that he tells you to sow is whatever, like that's why he say take no thought. Because in that seed, I got all the stuff that you worried about included in that seed. But it's, it includes more than just what you worried about. So you can't be so concerned about what you worried about that you deny me the right to lead you in your finances. Because if I don't let God lead me in my finances, if, I, if, I, if, if, if something comes up, then I put myself in a position to where uh, the thing that he wanted to do, I don't give him the liberty to do that thing. Because he wants to do it, but he wants to do it the way that he implemented. Even though we might think another way works, but the way that he operates is the way that he works. And kingdom of God is a seed kingdom. So he works by the seed. How much do you trust me? Do you trust me when the wind starts to blowing? Do you trust me when the clouds look a little dark? Do you still trust me enough to be able to sow where I tell you to sow, when I tell you to sow, and what I tell you to sow? Because we can't just be uh, looking at where he tells us to sow and not what he tells us to sow. We can't take part of the instruction and then make our own instruction and add that to what he said. Like, well, he told me so here, but I'm going to just sow, you know, what I want to sow here because, you know, at least I'm being, you know, half obedient. We look at it just being obedient and not half obedient, but, you know, half obedience is you know, just as bad as disobedience. Because the fullness of the instructions was not followed out. And so I got to get the totality of what, he is, what it is that he's telling me in order to operate in my life. So let's go to verse 6. In the morning, so thy seed. And in the evening, withhold not thine hand. For thou knowest not whether shall prosper either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. So what I'm doing is I am going to make sure that I'm constantly operating in seed time and harvest. You know, I learned this, you know, from one of the, the greatest master seed trainers that ever walked the face of this earth. And so there's no, uh, there's no difference between, I receive, between sowing in the morning. It's like, oh, that, that's my seed for the day. Mm-mm. 
Nuh -uh. No, there's an evening seed that got to take place. I didn't seen it time and time again. And so now the way that I'm able to operate in sowing morning and evening seeds is because I was taught to sow morning and evening seeds. I trusted the, the, the toolage that was given to me. And so now I operate in that same vein. And so now, like, all of the, uh, the seed secrets are functioning in my life. And so those same seed secrets should be functioning in your life. Ecclesiastes 11, 6, that's a, that's a seed secret. Because a lot of people think, you know, let me just sow this, and you know, that's good enough. But in the morning, sow thy seed. In the evening, withhold not thine hand means sow thy seed. And so now, because you don't know which one gonna be good or whether they both gonna be like good. And so now, even if we're talking about um, risk-reward, because you don't really risk anything in the kingdom of God, even though you, 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 you think that you're, not, you know, you, you're investing and it's a risk, like the, the returns on your kingdom investment, let they, like there will always be a return on your kingdom investment. In, in the world, you can invest something, you can, hit a, you can take a deficit. But in the kingdom, you can never take a deficit. You can never take a loss. You will always receive a return on the thing that you sold. And so now, even if I look at it in a worldly mindset, I double my odds by sowing in the morning and in the evening. Because now, if I just sow one seed, then, you know, you know, that's cool. But now, let me hit you two times. That's more than just the one time. Simple math says two is greater than one. So now, I increase the, the harvest by increasing the seed or increasing the occurrence of the seed sown. And so now morning, evening, withhold not thine hand. All right. There must be harmony in sowing. Your sowing has to be harmonious between you and the Holy Spirit. You got to be uh, in groove, lockstep with the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes I think we get in the, uh, in the way to where we, 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 we hit a Holy Spirit, sometimes we don't hit a Holy Spirit. Sometimes we just get into a routine of sowing, but our sowing don't ever become fresh to where I'm looking for a fresh seed to sow. Like I'm looking for the Holy Spirit to inspire me on a figure that I didn't already compute in my head before I got here. Because when I do that, I, I open myself up for fresh harvest. Open my Because listen to me, because if you sowing, let's just, let's just break it down to the field, right? If you sowing here and here, if let's just say they got something uh, ahead that maybe that part of the soil is really, really ripe, ready for harvest. And so now to increase the harvest that you get, I need you to increase the seed that you sowing. Because now if you sow that regular seed in, that, in, that, in this rich, rich soil, then you just go get a harvest from that seed. But now, if you have a Holy Ghost-inspired seed that you sow in this ripened soil, then now, if, if, because if God, because I, I got to know when God's speaking to me to sow, I have, I can't get in the routine of sowing. I can't make sowing an average, normal uh, current. So I can't just come up in church, you know, pastor get ready to come up. did my duty for that night. Like, I have to have expectations with every seed that I sow. 
Because if I don't have expectations, I might as well not even sow it. Because I'm sowing a dead seed. There's no life in the seed that I'm sowing. Because I'm doing it uh, not of the Holy Spirit, I'm doing it of myself. And so now it's become regular to me. It became something that I just do, something that everybody do. And so now, you know, it's time to sow. And so now, let me go in my pocket, see what I got. I'm sitting here, let me go ahead and do this right here. No, sowing got to be something on my mind. I got to be trying to, I got to be trying to hear exactly what the Holy Ghost want to say. Because a lot of times, because you can't be caught nowhere without seed. Because when you caught somewhere without seed, you caught somewhere without, without an opportunity to increase your living. So you can't never be somewhere and be like, well, I just ain't got it today. No, you need to make sure you got it today. So you can't be trying to give above your means. Because you can't be out here trying to impress people. They walk up there with a five and you walk up there with your 20 and be like, ah, I'm sowing more than them. And so now another time comes for you to sow. Got 20 today. Oh, ain't nobody around, and so now I just, you know, nothing. So, what's the reason that you're doing it? You gotta check your heart and your sowing. Because, you know, you get up here, you know, everybody, you know, and, and, and uh, they, they used to think, uh, uh, you know, Dr. Field wanted to show off with his sowing, but he wasn't a show off with his sowing. Like, he just was a sower. And so, if sowing, my sowing makes you upset then that ain't got nothing to do with me. That's a problem that we like to call personal. That's a you problem. Not a me problem, that's a you problem. And so me ain't got nothing to do with you. I'm just doing what the Holy Spirit tells me to do. And so now, cause now when, when, when I give and then, even now when I do it, they think I'm trying to, I'm just doing what the Holy Spirit leads me to do. Because it's not, for a show, it's for a flow. Because you know, you can really hurt yourself trying to show off with your song. You walk up there, uh-huh, let me go ahead and drop a stack. Hold on, I need that back. And then you go home and like, oh, what did I do? And then you find yourself in a bad position because you was just trying to, you know, show off or whatever. And you got your new hairdo or something, you got some new heels, you just want to walk up and look like something. What you gonna look like when you go home? Now you're now you up there worrying about that CEO. Lord, please, let me reap a harvest today. I need that money back right now. In abundance, pressed down, shaking together, and run it over. I need about 55 men to give to my bosom today. Because I just did that, because I was just trying to show off. But now when you do it on the floor, because now it got to be something consistent. It got to be something that you could do uh, all the time. But now, when you do increase, your consistency got to increase as well. Because now, if your level of life increases but your seed don't increase, it's no longer a seed. Now it's just a tip. Now it's just a tip, because now you didn't increase, but now your seed's standing the same. Oh yeah, this is working, and so now, you know, this is just, I'm gonna just stay right here. But no, because now, you just become like them people, you know, when Jesus sat by the treasury, they was giving her they much abundance, but that don't mean nothing, because you gotta, but you, you stay at the same level. Now it's time for you to up the ante. You gotta go to the next level. Or do you not trust God to go there? Oh yeah, he was able, he was able to bless these five dollars and increase me some more, but I don't know if I can give him 20 though. I don't know if he can come through with me sowing 20. I don't know if he can come through with me scoring 50. I don't know if he can come through with me sowing 100. I don't know. 
And so now we go years and years and years at the same level because, not because God wants to keep us there, but because we don't trust him enough to bring us somewhere else. And it, 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 it ain't him trying to, trying to smother you or teach you a lesson or, you know, it's, it's you stopping the progress that he has implemented for you to walk through because you don't want to trust him. And so now when I acknowledge him in all my ways, all my ways include all my sewing, all my living. Maybe I don't need to buy these shoes today. Maybe I don't need to go on this trip today. Maybe I don't need to extend myself over here. Because a lot of times when people start getting blessed, more than they had ever been gotten blessed before, they go on a, a real extravagant tangent and just start, you know, living, living, living. It's my time to live. And then now, after you've done that living, okay, now, all right, God, what happened? What is going on? You just stop sowing. Like, you got to understand that there are levels that has to be taken. Like, prosperity is a journey. Ain't no journey ever ended with one step. Any journey that ends with one step, you ain't go that far. And so now, I have to be able to understand that each step is another level. There's lessons that I got, I got to learn on those steps. Because, you know, a lot of times we'd be, uh, you ever been to a game at a stadium? Like, them steps be, like, real short and choppy. They get aggravated. Like, I don't want this. Like, I want to start skipping two and skipping three so I can get to where I'm trying to get to faster. But in life, these steps matter. Each one got a lesson that I need to learn for the next one. And so now if I skip one and I skip that lesson when I get to that next step, when I get to that next step, I'm not going to be able to maintain where I'm at because I didn't learn a lesson that was meant for me to learn. And so I have to be able to stay conscious in what I'm doing. I can't drift off and think that I'm at another place. I got to remain steadfast in what God has told me to do. Because I got I to gotta become a sower. I can't just be somebody that sows. I have to be a sower. Like, that has to be my lifestyle. And so when something's your lifestyle, it's something that you eat, sleep, breathe. Like, I'm trying to see what it is that God wants me to do with what I got. Who you want me to sow into today, God? Who do you want to use your goods to bless today? How do you want me to take these resources that you gave me? How do you want me to use them today? Like, that's on my mind on a daily basis. Because now when I think that my prosperity is just for me, you get a big F. Because now you won't sow the way you should because you're going to begin to get greedy. And you know, greed says, uh, me, 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 me. And so I, I start to get some blessings. And then, you know, you know, my cousins and stuff come by. And, you know, I'm just, you know, I don't want to talk to y'all no more. Cause I got, I got, I got, I got the new edition, and y'all still talking about that old stuff. Cause now, you know, I didn't got up with it because you know I didn't got a little change now, and so now I'm showing God that I can't be trusted with much. Cause you can't even handle a little blessing. Like how I'm gonna give you a big blessing if you can't handle a little blessing? Like how you want the whole franchise when you can't handle one game? Like, like how? But well, we know how God promised. I promise I'll, I'll handle it. No, you're showing me that you can't. 
And so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta know that my prosperity is a journey. And so I gotta, I gotta be comfortable uh, where I'm at and not think that I'm behind somebody or ahead of somebody. I just gotta know that I'm right in the place where God wants me to be. And so no matter where that is, like I'm in that will. And so I'm not gonna try to move ahead of myself. I'm not gonna try to move behind myself. I'm gonna move in myself. I'm gonna move in him in the way that he wants me to be. And so now I gotta know the difference between a seed indicator and a seed deterrent. Like I gotta I got know when something is indicating me to sow and I gotta know when something is deterring me from sowing. And I gotta know what it is that's deterring me from sowing. I gotta know what's indicating me to sow. I can't think that uh, because I saw somebody else sow, that's an indicator for me to sow. I gotta have that revelation to know that when it's time for me to sow, it's time for me to sow. I can't be trying to look at nobody else and what they doing. Because then, if I look at it as an example, cool. But if I look at it as a, as a competition, I mess myself up. Because now I'm trying to keep up with the Kardashians or keep up with the Joneses. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep going and trying to stay on the same pace to where it looked like, you know, I'm still on the same level as you. And, you know, you're not farther than me. Like, we at the same pace. But I, it got to be something between me and God. Me and the Holy Spirit got to be in cahoots because... He knows how God wants to prosper me. He knows how God wants to prosper you. And so if the Holy Spirit knows what God want to do, that anybody that knows what God want to do for you, it's the Holy Spirit. And so now, like the Holy Spirit, he got to be like my ace boom coon. Like he got to be my partner. Like I got to be like, all right, say fam, like what's good today? Like what God trying to do today? Like what he want to do? in my life right now because if I try to go opposite of him, like, man, that, that's tough. I ain't gonna lie, it's tough. When you operate outside the Holy Spirit, it's tough. Like, you, you, get, you, get, you, hit, you hit some hills and some moles and you be trying to figure out what's going on, but that's because the one that's there to give you foresight, you're not using him in the proper way. Like, you're not rolling with your partner. Like, I gotta be in partnership with the Holy Spirit. Like, I, like you married, cool. You and the Holy Spirit need to be married too. You and your mate, all right, that's cool. But you know, me and the Holy Spirit got something else going on. And what it should be is it should be a throuple. It should be both of y'all and the Holy Spirit. You know, they didn't change throuple to something else right now, right in these days. But a throuple is supposed to be you. You and the Holy Spirit. Supposed to be the three of y'all. Because the three of y'all working on something? Y'all a bad man, Majama. And you just start functioning. So now it's not a thing where, you know, you moving, they moving, y'all moving together in cahoots with the Holy Spirit. When the three of y'all get walking step by step together, you begin to start skipping. Because it's such a joy because there's no pressure on me or you. We walking with him. He's leading us and guiding us the way that we should go, telling us how we need to sow and how we don't need to sow. You don't need to spin that right now. No, you don't need to sow that because you just trying to show off with that seed. The Holy Spirit will help you help yourself. The Holy Spirit will help you not bring uh, difficulties or curses on yourself. When you're trying to hold on to that money, when he say, you know you need to tie that money 
if 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 you we need to do some work. If you can't live off of you know this without without the tithe being given, then we got to work on some stuff. Because if you gotta if you gotta rob God to live below your means, then you already in a in a in a bad position. So let me help you get in the right position. Like. There was a there was a minister that you know came to me you know found out you know this is my first year pastor you know he thought you know you know he was experienced and wise and you know he thought he'd give me some wisdom you know help this you know little this little young man out you don't know you don't know no better son he's like you don't know no better let me let me school you and you know uh, I, you know I tried my best to you know be you know be respectful uh, you know and be honorable uh, but you know. Uh, Honor is only giving what honor is due. And so, uh, you know, he began to tell me about, you know, different things in the church and how people in the church go act. And, you know, he's like, he's like, well, I know, you know, you might want to believe, you know, that everybody, you know, go tithe, but, you know, only about 35, 40% of your members go tithe. And I say, well, sir, I just frankly don't believe that. Because I'm not going to let you put something in my mind that I know ain't right. And I'm not going to settle for something, because now if I settle for that, then I got to settle for 35 to 40 percent of the members being in the will of God. How can I pastor accepting that 35 to 45 percent of the people that I pastor go actually be in the will of God? So, no, I'm not going to buy into what you're trying to sell me and make me think. Go right back down to that old Baptist church that you've been pastoring at all these years. And you go about your business, but I'm going to do what thus saith the Lord. And I believe that the freedom that God has for his people is real. I believe that the understanding and revelation that is important, like people, people are at the level now to where you can't just be talking about it. We're in 2019. I don't care how eloquent you is speaking up. You know, how much you, uh, how well you can sing, you know, and you know, and you can hum it on and uh, bring down the fire. But if there's no proof, there's no evidence, there's no manifestation, you can keep all of that you're talking about. Because we, 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 we need something more than just excitement and just feelings. Like, I need something real to hit my life to where I know that the hand of God is truly real and truly on my life. Like, I don't need no, uh, no, you know, no hoodoo, voodoo, no witchamajig or nothing like that. I need the real power of God in my life. I need that presence with me. I need to be impregnated with that presence. I don't need, I don't need some, uh, some mystical stuff. I need some real. I need some real. I need some real in my life. God ain't mystical. All right, all right. He real. He ain't off with no smoke and all that. We be like, we like the cloud and stuff. You be the cloud. I need, I need him in me. I need to be aware that he's in me. I need that power, that presence, that truth, that manifestation in me. And so if it ain't in me, you can't fake the funk. You, you just can't. They, you got, they, got too many, uh, they got too many ways to find out stuff and research and do stuff. And people got spirits. More than anything, people got spirits. And so uh, try the spirit by the spirit. Real recognize real and anything that ain't real you can miss me with all of that and so now God got a way for me to walk this thing out 
And so I can't be fearful of what he said. I got to walk in what he said. No matter how nobody else feel about it, I got to do what thus said the Lord. I got to know without a shadow of a doubt that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I can't, like, it's, like we've been, uh, uh, that's my tongues. <laughs> we've been infused with so much truth about sowing that it shouldn't even be a discussion now of do it work or don't it work or should I be doing this or should I not be doing this. We ought to be past the discussion. But if we not pass the discussion, if some of us not pass discussion, we got to figure out why we not pass the discussion. We got to figure out where in the implementation something ain't happening right. I got to check what's going on because if this is the will of God, and it is, then I got to see where I'm missing it at. Maybe it's something in my attitude. Maybe it's something in my gratitude. Maybe it's something in the way that I view things or the way that I do things. Maybe in my heart I'm doing it out of an ulterior motive. Maybe I'm doing it for the wrong reasons. Maybe I'm not doing it because I really love God and I want his best for me and I want to follow his will. Maybe I'm doing it because I want to get whatever he can get to me. I got heaven, but heaven ain't enough. What you got for me here, God? So we got to check our motives and what we're doing. So if I'm sowing for anything other than to be obedient to God and to be in his will, that ain't the truth. Because now you're going to get selfish in your sowing. Because you will start looking at sowing as an exchange. Like, let me give you this, God, and now what you going to give me? But I, I got to know that my sowing, so now, all right, come on, sit down, sit down, let me turn here. Real quick. Uh, let's turn, let's turn, let's turn to John 10 real quick. I don't know where I'm at with time, but I don't care. John 10, 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So Jesus said might there twice. Underline, no, actually, don't underline. Scratch out the might in your Bible. Because you need to scratch out the might in your life. Like, you need to remove the possibility of it being true out of your life. And you need to make it an absolute truth in your life. Because the might means that it might not happen, it might not. But the might is only dependent upon me. And so now I need to take that might out of my life. I need to take the, uh, the probability out of it. I need to make it absolute that I'm going to have life and I'm going to have it eternal. I'm going to have it abundantly. I'm going to have it overflowing. But all of that, it's already done, but now I got to play my part in that doneness. And so now I got to take the might out of my life because Jesus took the might out of his life. Turn to Deuteronomy 8. Deuteronomy 8, verse 17. And thou say in thine heart, my power and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, 
for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. Turn with me to Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. So my sowing can't be by my might, but it got to be by his spirit. I got to be sowing by his spirit, because now if I think that my prosperity, my wealth is gotten by the might of my hand, I think that I worked for this. I think that I made this happen. Then I'm going to take away what it is that God really wants to do. Because it's him that gives me power to get well. He, the power that you got to get well, is the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the revelation of sowing and reaping. So now when I put the two of them together, I can't be stopped. Nothing, no, fin no financial uh, boogie monster can't make me scared of what's going to happen to me in my life. I don't care what kind of darkness under the bed. I don't care what's in the closet. Nothing can frighten me from what the Holy Spirit has already spoken to me to do. So when I sow and it looked like, you know, there might be a little darkness right there, it don't matter to me none because I did what the Spirit led me to do. But if I do something on my own might, I think, ah, God, dog, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this or what I'm going to do now because I did something on my own. But when I don't do it on my own and I do it in him, it takes a lot of the pressure and the onus off of you because it's not you that's making it happen. It's him. And so if God wants to do something through your seed, then I have to yield to the spirit and flow with him. And so now, when I do that and it's out of my hand, it's out of my hands. But if I keep it in my hands, it's going to be in my hands. But now when I, let, when I release it, when I let it go, I ain't got to do it no more. I done did my part. Once I done sold it, I'm not going to be sitting there like, hold on, all right, when you coming up? Where you at? Let me go, let me go, let me go mess this dirt up a little bit and see if that help. No, once I sow it, I'm going by my business. It's out of my hands now. Because once the seed is sown, the process is already taking place. And so now I can't go disrupt the process. I got to keep that seed covered. Because the seed that's uncovered ain't going to prosper. It ain't going to manifest. It ain't going to, you ain't, like, if, go sow some seeds tomorrow. Go sow, them, go sow them in your yard and just lay them on the ground. They ain't going to do nothing. The sun go burn them. Go burn them up. Go burn them up. Go scorch them. They just, especially this heat out here. You ain't even gotta wait till you get wait till tomorrow. You can go sit it out there right now. It's gonna burn. But that thing gotta go in the ground. It gotta be covered up. It gotta go through its processes, so now, because now if I sit there and I'm waiting to see what happens, then what else am I not doing that God is telling me to do because I'm so focused and waiting on this thing to come up? So now, come on, let's go. Because I found something out. Uh, 
turn with me to Mark. Chapter 4. Because the seed works better when you sleep. Verse 26, and he said, So is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground, and should sleep, and rise night and day. So this is a consistent pattern of him going to sleep, getting up, going to sleep, getting up, going to sleep, getting up, going to sleep day after day. But it's not like I'm getting up, going back to that seed. I'm, no, I'm just getting up and I'm doing what I got to do. And so now I can't sow and expect him to go to sleep, get up the next day and go back and see the harvest. Uh -uh, that seed is still processing. It's still going through the, the, the manifestation process that got to take place for that thing to reap a harvest. And so now when I sleep, I rise night and day and the seed should spring and grow up. When it happened, I don't know, but that ain't none of my business. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Only part I got to play, sowing. I sow it and I go about my business. I'm not sowing it and seeing, all right now, what is that going to do? Let me see. Because I got to keep my seed covered. I can't backhoe my seeds. I can't. Because I just think you go sowing a seed and then you go up in there. You start digging it. It's still in there? All right, it's still in there. And then you try to cover it back up. Then the next day, let me just, yeah, it's still there. You keep messing with it, you keep messing up the progress, and now you mess up the timeline. You're like, well, God, why is it taking so long? If you leave the seed alone, I go ahead and do the thing. But you keep digging it up, digging it up. You still there? Do you trust me or don't you? So now, all you got to do is soak and sleep. When you, when, when you, when you sow and sleep, uh, so now you got to know the difference between expectation and worry. You can't let your expectations turn into worry. You can't sow and sleep expecting something, and then when you rise the next day and you don't see the harvest from it, you start worrying about if I should have sowed that seed or not. You got to keep your expectations on a thousand. You got to still be expecting, knowing that the seed is doing what it needs to do. You did what you did, you did what you need to do, it's doing what it needs to do. So let it alone, you mind your business, let the seed mind its business. You do what you gotta do, let it do what it gotta do. And everything go meet again. And groweth up, he knoweth not how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth immediately, he put it in the sickle, because the harvest is come. I don't know how it happened. I just was, I just woke up one day. I just, you know, was going back and forth. I was just doing what I had to do. I wasn't even worried about things or whatever. And then all of a sudden, here come the harvest. It hit me. Where did this come from? Oh, it came from that seed I sowed. I ain't forget the seed. I just wasn't asleep on the seed. I ain't saying sow and forget. I'm just saying sow and sleep. Don't sow and, you know, I'm forgetting about that seed. I ain't got nothing to do with it. No, because now my mouth, I still, my confession still watering that seed. It's, it's watering that seed in me because my mind got to stay fixed on what I've done. And so I got to stay convinced. I got to stay fully persuaded that what I've done is what the Holy Spirit has led me to done. And so now I confess over and over. I affirm over and over. Man, that's only watering the seed that's covered. But you can't water a seed that ain't covered. 
You can sit it on that and just then you just water it. They ain't doing that because it hasn't taken root. It's not covered up. It got to be covered up. Jesus had to go in that tomb. He had to be covered up. He had to be hidden. He had to be in a secret place for the resurrection or the manifestation to take place. If they would have left Jesus out there on the cross for three days, it wouldn't have happened the same because seeds don't work like that. Seeds got to go in a secret place and be covered up to where nobody else got access to them but God. Can't nobody else touch this but God. Could nobody else touch Jesus but God. Your seed is the exact same way. Can't nobody touch your seed but God. But that seed got to be covered up. It got to be hidden. It got to be in secret. Because only then can God do what he got to do. Because if they had known, they would have never crucified him. But God knew the whole time, once you sow that seed, count it all joy. Because manifestation or resurrection is about to happen. Even though you don't know how it's going to happen, don't worry about how I intertwine and do what I do with the seed to bring forth the harvest. You just trust me and you sow. You do your part, let me do my part. Why are you in my business? Stay out of God's business. You just do your part and let him do what he do. Let me finish, hold on. Turn to Luke. Turn to Luke. Hallelujah. Luke 6, verse 38. Give, comma. That comma right there means to pause. It means to salah. It means to sleep. Give, sleep. Sow, sleep. Because when you sow, God sows, but he can't sow until you sleep. So now you give and go to sleep and you rise night and day and then God begins to do his sowing. And your sowing will never be equal to God's sowing. God will always outgive or outsow you. Because he got to let you know I'm God Almighty, you know that, right? And so ain't no way I'm gonna let you sow something and then sow back into you what you sow. I gotta do a whole lot more than what you did so you can know who I really am. Because if I give you what you gave me, then, you know, I know you equal with me, but I still gotta let you know I'm still the father. I still outrank you. I still am the giver way beyond what you can give. And so now, your part, give. You do that, all right. Why, why, why is our part so, uh, it's so simple, but then it's just so, uh, it's not glamorous. It's not uh, extravagant. It's just give. Because it's so simple, that's all you gotta do. I'm gonna do all the extravagant stuff. You just do the simple part. You just give. And so now God says, you give, go to sleep, and I'm gonna do this. And it shall be given to you. Good measure, press down, and shaking together. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
So all I got to do is give, but then God starts showing you how he give. He starts showing you that uh, the way you give ain't the way I give. Like, your giving is just real straightforward, give. But me, I like to do stuff, you know, a little, a little better than what you do. And so I like to flex a little bit to show you that, you know, I'm still him. I'm still sitting on high. I'm still the God of everything. And so now, you just do that, and then I'm going to show you how giving really is done. Because your giving ain't really the giving, but your giving, it activates my giving. And so when your giving activates my giving, I be wanting to give, but you don't be giving me an opportunity to really give to you like I want to give to you. So you give, and I'm going to show you how I give. So when I give, I give in good measure. I, I, I press it down. I shake it together, and I run it over. Shall men give into your bosom? For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. I'm going to give it to you in the same measure that you put it out, but my measure will be greater than your measure. Your measure is cool, and it's showing me the way that you want it back, but the way that you want it back ain't going to be the same way that you gave it. It's going to be more than what you gave, but you first got to give and sleep. Sow and sleep. Sow, sleep, reap. Let me do what I do, and you do what you do. But what you do is go activate what I do. So always have expectations. Always sow with expectations.